Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. Today, we are talking about Dashcam, yet another 2022 movie. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Now, this movie officially came out in 2021, and there are actually two movies called Dashcam that came out in 2021, so we will be talking about the one starring Annie Hardy. And unfortunately, yet another movie that strongly references Donald Trump. Yeah, it does indeed. And it also strongly references COVID. Yes. I don't have a problem with COVID being like a cultural touchstone. Like, Makes sense. It makes sense. And it also makes sense that Trump is a cultural touchstone. But it bothers me that he shows up so much. Yeah. I think the thing is, though, I think he did all along, like long before he was president, like, you know, people like, oh, Donald Trump, like that was their example of a jerk. (laughs) Like his cameo in uh, Home Alone, Home Alone, New York. Yeah. 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 But I'm just really tired of seeing his face and hearing his stupid voice and having people spouting his terrible, terrible politics. Well, good news for you. You didn't have to see his face or hear his voice in this movie. Oh, Oh. there was a bobblehead, wasn't there? There was a bobblehead, but it it didn't talk. There was a bobblehead because she booped it on the nose. Yeah. Because she, she liked Trump. Yes. Because we did hear an awful lot of his terrible, terrible politics. We did. So this movie is a found footage film. It's, called dash cam because for like two seconds of the movie it's shot from the dash cam of a car and that's why i wanted to see it i'm like oh what a fun found footage idea no idea that the main character would be a hardcore maga nut job yeah like she's she's super mad about covid restrictions because this takes place during like the height of covid She's super mad about COVID restrictions. She goes around going into places that, you know, are shut down, only doing curbside food and is like no mask and argues with the owners. Yeah. And, you know, and she's just to be clear. I mean, obviously we think she's terrible based on those kind of things, but she's also terrible. Like she is a rude, awful human being who's abusive to everyone around her, including her friends. So here's the perfect encapsulation of who she is and how she functions in the world. She wants to go see her friend, which she shouldn't be doing because it involves travel, like to another country. Like she flies to England. Yeah. She wants to go see her friend. She doesn't tell him she's coming. She flies across the country, goes to his house, finds the key under a rock or whatever, Uh sneaks into his house in the middle of the night, goes into his bedroom, and wakes him up by hawking a loogie into the palm of her hand and slapping him across the face with it. That is what happened. 
And it's been quite a while since she's seen him. A long time. He has a girlfriend, a fiance. Like, he's moved on to a different, more mature part of his life where this is not a thing he still does. And so, like, he's freaked out. His girlfriend is freaked out. It is a really unpleasant thing. They're super angry about it. And then she plays the victim. Yes. Because they didn't get her funny joke. Yeah. That is who she is. And playing the victim is key to the whole thing. I mean, that's the whole mentality. And it it is encapsulated in this movie extremely well. Being terrible to everyone else. And then the fact that they're intolerant of you makes you the victim. Yes. And I feel like there was supposed to be some sort of redemption in the fact that she decided, she kind of took this woman who... At first, just seemed like she maybe was unwell. Maybe I sort of thought there was some sort of like human trafficking thing Mm -hmm. going on. Like there was definitely something sketchy. And she, for some reason, takes this one woman under her wing and decides that she's, I don't know, one of the good ones. And so now she's someone she's going to protect. Yeah. That's what it seemed like the arc of the movie was going to be. Like she was going to learn something. Right. Or, or at the very least, that there was an element of her not being a terrible person. She's had this one experience with this one person and, and realized that this one person is a decent human being. And, and, you know, despite maybe not learning something about, you know, her own personal growth or whatever, that there maybe have been, would have been some kind of arc or improvement in her. Yeah, that there's some redeeming quality underneath her. And... I didn't see that at the end. Like, even with this one character, she did take her under her wing, but then eventually, I don't know, it all devolved into such chaos. Yes, it did. Which sort of felt like it was the same as her whole life. Like, she lives her whole life in this constant state of confused chaos. Like, why are people so angry at me? Even after she's just broken into their house in the middle of the night and slapped them awake with a handful of snot during a pandemic. Like... I didn't even think of that. I just thought it was gross, but yes. like, Like her constant confusion about why the world isn't responding to her the way she thinks it should. That's how this whole movie went. Like it was just constant confusion And I sort of feel like if I had been talking to any of the people involved in this movie about how it didn't make any sense to me, they would be like, but what? Like, (laughs) it's all right there. Like, you're being irrational. And that's reflected in that. Like the actual visuals of the movie. It's just like, you know, it's found footage, so it's going to be shaky cam, but... You couldn't tell what was going on in 90% of this movie. It was just a mess. Especially in the parts where there was actually something going on. And it (laughs) felt like that was very intentional. It felt like, oh, we can cut down on costuming and sets and makeup and, you know, all of the things that would be necessary to cause something to be scary if... We just wave the camera around very chaotically with a lot of grunting noises in the back. Like, there was nothing... It was all sleight of hand and distraction Mm -hmm. with nothing to actually ground it. But to counter that, though, there were parts that were bad in a different way, which is that 
It's a more modern found footage concept where they have, you know, special effects. Like, you know, old found footage movies basically had no special effects. Sure. New ones, they want to show off certain special effects, be like, ooh, how did that work in, you know, a handheld camera? That's amazing. And so what they do is it's shaking all over the place and then it gets set carefully in one exact spot and you see the old lady float up into the air or whatever. Yeah. And you always hate like, that. That it, whole like found footage camera carefully positioned to catch yes. exactly what it needs to catch. But on the flip side, I also hate the whole thing where you can't see anything because it's waving all over the place. I mean, to be to be fair, found footage is a really hard way to tell a story. Yes. It's and really it's not difficult. necessary 99% of the time. No, no. That being said... There were some parts of this movie that felt skilled or, um, you know, maybe to hearken back to our conversation around 31 and Rob Zombie, art- artistic in a way. Like when the woman, Angela, who she's supposed to be, you know, she takes her under wing. She's supposed to be getting her to this house. She's in the back seat and suddenly, you know, she's wearing a mask, which doesn't seem odd because it's all COVID and it's like most of the people were wearing masks. Only this one girl wasn't. (laughs) So she's wearing a mask, but then all of a sudden the mask starts to turn red. Like Mm -hmm. she's clearly bleeding from her mouth. That was well done. Yeah. And there were other pieces like that where there were kind of horrific, um, I guess sort of body horror kinds of things that happened throughout this movie where I was like, Ooh, that, that worked, mm-hmm. but they were so sporadic and so scattered amongst all the other like nonsense. Yeah. And I think there's things in here that are just so blatant and on the nose too, mm-hmm. that it's ham fisted is a good word yes. for it. Yes. That, like there's a point early on when our hero, Annie sees an Ariana Grande tattoo on this old lady she's taking around. And she's like, oh, that's weird. And then later on, like that immediately made me think, oh, this is a young person who's been turned old somehow. Like, that's what I thought. Okay, what's super funny is I thought, it's so weird that she's pointing out that too. Like she's making such a big deal out of that too, tattoo. And I, I registered that she said Ariana Grande it did not click in in any way. I was just like, I don't know why she cares so much about this lady's tattoo. Like, it meant nothing to me yeah. until later. And then I was like, oh, I see what they were trying to do. Yes. I missed that. And then, like, this woman who's been chasing her around, it's like, oh, I'm her mom. She's 16. And she says, she's 16. Like, there was no reason for her to say it. But it was just there so that it could be, like, Oh, wow. But she looks old. What's happening? Right. Right. And I guess that connects to my biggest problem with this whole movie. And I don't know if this is a me problem or a writing problem. I, I, I'm i not sure. Like, it could just be that I like things more categorized than this movie <laughs> wanted to be. I don't know. But I spent the entire movie trying to get my bearings on what I was supposed to be seeing. Like there's a note at the end where I'm just like aliens, zombies, vampires. Like what is this? Yeah. And I don't think they ever explain it. It's just a crazy night. 
Right. And I think that's part of the problem is that they didn't feel it necessary to tell the story coherently enough for any of that to make sense. And I'm fine with it being any of those things, or even maybe just a pathogen, like take it down your straight MAGA thing and like, oh, the Chinese (laughs) created a pathogen, like go whole hog into your racism, racist movie, do it. (laughs) But like, they didn't even do that. They're just like, I don't know, this weird thing is happening and we don't have to explain it. I mean, yeah, there were telekinetic powers and all kinds of things going on. Right. And that bothers me because it feels so lazy. Like, it's like, I wanted to write a scary movie, so I'm going to put a bunch of scary things in here, but I don't actually want to put the effort into, like, having a cohesive thread go through the whole story. Now, the fundamental shock of it all is one of the reasons I chose this movie is that right up front, it said, from the makers of Host, which was also a COVID movie, it was the movie that takes place over a Zoom call during... The pandemic. Right. Which was awesome. That was a good one. It was a very short movie. It was very sharp. It was very clear about what was going on. Yep. And it was interesting. And this is a whole different world. And that was one where there were special effects that were used, but they were used to really good effect. Like, yeah. they worked. And there was a lot of chaos in that one, too. But again, it worked to oh, be I scary instead of just distracting. It helps that they were Zoom things. So it was like the, the camera's right here. It's not moving. You don't have to worry about wavy nonsense. Yeah. Which was very nice. Yeah. That's interesting because that one definitely, I, I enjoyed that one. I did not enjoy this one. Speaking of lazy writing. So way at the beginning of, well, like the, I don't know, the middle of the movie, when she gets Angela, she's supposed to take Angela to 214 Timberline Way. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. We never really find out why. I mean, we kind of do. Why? They're doing some sort of horrible ritual there. But also, like, had she already had the ritual done to her? Why is she 80 years old if she's 16? <laughs> If she's just getting to the ritual house, like, again, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Because she was simmering, and now (laughs) they need to take her off the pot. Yeah. So anyway, there's this beginning. There's this address at the beginning that she's supposed to be taking her to. And then 17,000 things happen, and she gets derailed in all these different ways, and they have to stop at a restaurant. and. There's car accident after car accident after car accident. (laughs) Including one car that just flips over. Like, nothing is around it. It just flips into the air and lands upside down. I think that was more that telekinetic power. I think Angela flipped that car over. But why? I don't know. She's just mad. I don't know. Teenagers. So, chaos everywhere. They go through a house of mirrors. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, there's just... they've, They've gone to all these different places... Angela's escaped and been recaught and escaped and been recaught like half a dozen times. So many people have died. And then they like, they, they end up as trying to escape. Annie Hardy, the main character, ends up escaping from one situation and getting to a house. And she thinks, okay, here's where I'm going to be safe. She's hiding in there. And oh my gosh, it turns out to be 214 Timberline Way. And. <laughs> My note in all caps is no bad writers. That's just absurd. That is unacceptable. 
<laughs> like there is no reason for that. There's that is not that doesn't make any sense. That's there's terrible no way that could writing. Happen in a million years. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, but they had to do it because the mystery is what's at this house, and so that's where. She, I mean, she could have like gone. I need to know, and she goes to that house, right? But, but no, no, she's in the house. She's deep in the house, and she suddenly realizes uh-huh. somehow that she is at two fourteen Timberline. Not even when she gets there. Yeah, she like, she's sees a piece inside. of mail or something. It's uh, uh, it literally makes me angry even now thinking about it. Yeah, Annie Hardy. Yes, is not just a character. She's no. a real human being. She is. And I'm worried that this is one of those cases where we're going to hear back on Twitter. So hi, Annie. But. <laughs> Uh, after seeing this movie, I was like, I have to find out, you know, if she's a real person, what's she really like? So let me talk about that. What I found in what, my research. What you actually saw. First of all, in this movie, she drives around town in a car and does like a streaming show called Band Car. Oh, yes. I have the tag for that. It is Band Car, the internet's number one live improvised music show broadcast from a moving vehicle. And that is the actual tagline for her actual streaming show that she does, where she drives around in a car. She raps the whole time she's driving around. And when people in her comments say a word, she'll put that into the rap. The whole thing's just a freestyle rap on the go as she goes. That's real. I have a very important question. Yeah? Okay, so she does that and she has a, like chat going and people put in all caps the words they want her to include in her rap uh-huh fine that makes sense and that happens in this movie as well yeah which makes sense were they doing that in real time were those real fans doing that in this movie i do not have that information for you but i she did say pretty much everything was improvised so maybe she just improvised imagining what words were going to happen and they put that in later. Oh, my brain hurts so much more now because of that. Why? We'll get to it. Go ahead and finish what you were saying about Annie. So she really does that show, which is cool. She's uh, the lead singer of a band. And so the the real question and the thing I was looking up is, is she really so MAGA and horrifying And the answer to that was very hard to figure out because, number one, she's one of those people who is all devil's advocate and all messing with people to the point where you can't tell what the real truth of things is. But the gist that I got is that she is, in fact, not MAGA per se, but rather she is totally into all these conspiracies and COVID's fake and this and that and every conspiracy combined, but she doesn't like Donald Trump. So it's like just a crazy mixed up worldview that being outside of her head, I couldn't possibly explain to you. So I guess that what I have to say about that, and I don't really want to talk about her much. (laughs) No, that doesn't feel safe or productive. But, but what I feel about that, separate from her as an individual and more about people who take that approach to the world, is that that's how we got MAGA. Right. It started with those people who feel like they are so far outside of society and that they're so much better than social rules and norms and that 
everything needs to be turned on its head and which fine, like, yes, question things, question authority, all of that. But there's a point where you're not questioning authority for the betterment of things. You're just doing things to cause chaos. You're just throwing wrenches into the works because you like to see the sparks and the smoke that come when the machinery collapses, but you're not thinking at all about how the collapse of the machinery impacts people who have less privilege than you do. Oh, definitely. And I guess that really bothers me. Like it really, really bothers me that there are so many people out there who like, especially like to float around on the internet just saying weird stuff, you know, like... Like the current owner of Twitter. Exactly. Or the folks who are like sitting in their basements, pumping up the idea that the earth is flat, even though they don't believe that themselves because they think it's funny Mm -hmm. to find people who do believe and get them spun up about it. Because they're like, look what we did. These people are ridiculous. Yeah. We have this kind of power and control over their brains. And that's gross. And so I don't know if she's someone who is running around spinning people up because she likes to watch the world burn. Or if she's a victim of people who run around spinning people up because they like to watch the world burn. Whichever it is, it's a big problem in society, right? Whichever it is, it is, it is not beneficial in any way, not even in the question authority, Mm -hmm. look for problems and take care of others. And you know, all of that, like it, it doesn't help anything at all. And that really bothers me. Yeah. There's definitely a nihilism to a lot of things in the world today that are just like, I think we're so close to the end times because we're in the middle of them <laughs> Yes, that a lot of people are like, it doesn't matter what I do. The world is done. And, you know, part of it is this whole thing of, I saw, I saw a guy talking about this. He's like a Gen X or, or no, sorry, a Gen Z-er talking to millennials. I'm like, oh my gosh, Gen Z, you, but you're a baby. But he was talking about how like, you know, in, he saw his parents, you know, being able to buy houses and do things. Mm-hmm. And he could at first. And then in the middle of his life, it was like, no, mm-hmm. the economy is done for me. I can't succeed anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he's, you know, seeing these millennials and how they live in a world where ownership is no longer a thing. And just they're just downtrodden beneath corporate boots. And... He's like, I, I've seen this transition. And yeah. yeah, people have nothing anymore. And-, and and when people have nothing, there's a riskiness that they're willing to engage in, in terms of just like, whatever. The future doesn't exist. Yeah, Why doesn't behave as if do. it does? Yeah. But, but the thing is, in that situation, there are two directions that people are going. And we're seeing that with like the millennials and the, the Gen Zers. And the younger generations is that they are either going that everything is over, nothing matters. I'm just going to float through existence until the end of the world happens kind of mentality, or they're becoming that much more engaged and pushing that much harder for those are the good the ones. change. 
Yes. And like you guys have destroyed, you know, saying to the older generations, you guys have destroyed things to the point where I have nothing left and I'm going to stand here and fight to get it back. And I expect you to stand here and fight with me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess it's a matter of, you know, what your personality is and whether when faced with essentially your own demise, do you give up or do you fight until the last possible moment? Yeah. I think I mixed up millennials and Gen Z earlier. I don't know, whichever. It was the older of the two talking to the younger yeah, of the two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting to to think about the different generations and to see how they are responding to the world that they were given and the world that they were born into. And, you know, I guess one thing it's important to remember for us as Gen Xers who managed to get the things that we needed secured before everything fell apart mm-hmm. is, you know, that's, that is a place of privilege that we come from. You know, it is yeah, one thing absolutely. to stand in our house that we know we own <laughs> and food that we know we will get to eat and cars that we have, you know, all of those things and look at the younger generations and be like, how dare some of you give up, yes. you know, that I, I recognize that that's privilege, but also, I am the one who's like, I will sometimes talk about giving up and talk about how like, I'm just going to crawl under the covers and stay there forever. But when it comes down to it, I am going to take my sore feet and my aching head. I'm going to go walk another turf and drop some more lit for my campaign candidate today because we have like three days of voting left. You go girl. So, you know, there it's those, those personalities. And I guess as that personality, I really have a hard time respecting the personality type that is in- encapsulated in this character of Annie. Yeah. In this movie. The watch the world burn thing. Yeah. And it just, it makes you wonder about the character, what her just day-to-day life is like that, you know, when she's lashing out at every single person around her all the time. I don't know. It's hard to even understand how you live that way. Well, I mean, like even the raps that she created, like, I think that's, it's a cool idea. And I know that there is skill involved in being able to put rhymes together like that, like that. I have total respect for that as artistry and as like someone who's taking, you know, a skill set that they have and like finding a way to turn it into something like that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But then- and again, I have not heard the actual human being do their raps, so I don't know what their raps well, are except like. except in the credits of the movie. But still, that could have been in character. It could have so been. So I'm That's going true. to speak in this moment only about the character of this movie. But the raps that this character made were full of homophobia, racism, sexism, Just, ableist language yeah. like they're and, just, and just gross attacks like yes. it, it's always negative this guy sucks because of this and etc right and and i'm sure that they're the argument that would be made was like oh it's all a joke like can't you take well, a joke it, that's exactly <laughs> what it would like, be yes. this is my buddy and he gets it he knows why i'm saying these things about his skin and i'm like mm, eh, maybe and maybe He's not as much your friend as you think he is because you say these things about him and he doesn't push back because culturally he's not allowed to. 
Yeah. Or maybe that person's not even like she thinks that that person thinks it's okay, but they don't actually have a relationship at all. So she doesn't know that that person is super offended. Like, I don't know what the relationships are. What I do know is that in the world in general, what I've been hearing is that folks don't like being talked about like that. Yes. I don't know. It's a pretty solid rule though. And it seems to me like in general, the idea of humor has been moving away from let's just make people feel bad about themselves because that's funny. Yeah. And and toward if you want to attack someone, punch up, man. Mm-hmm. Like make your raps about the people who have put everyone in these situations, not about these people. Yeah. I so, mean that's a it's very eighties and nineties humor was just insulting people and now we've kind of moved beyond that and then there's these old white guys in comedy who are still stuck back there who are like i don't get it why am i canceled and perhaps the people who are for some reason still trying to appeal to those old Mm -hmm. white comedians yeah i don't know on a totally different note okay here's a thing that horror movies do that i noticed in this movie and i'm like that doesn't work Whisper shouting for someone. You go into a dark building and you think your friend might be hiding in there from the monster that's chasing you. And you're like, stretch, stretch, is that you? And so like, it's a weird thing because you're whispering, like Uh you've adjusted your voice in the whisper way, but you're trying to be loud because you want the guy to hear you. Yeah. But the whispering isn't hiding you from the monster because you're still being loud. Yeah. So it's just as likely that the monster hears you as your friend. It's not useful. I mean, it's sort of as as if when you whisper, only the person you want to hear you can (laughs) hear you. And that's That's not how how whispers work. Yeah, that's not how sound works. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was watching an episode of Criminal Minds the other night. No way. I know. Shocking. (laughs) It's not a thing that I do constantly these days as mental health care. No, I was watching an episode and in this episode, there was like a home invasion and this little girl had her phone and she was calling 911 and her dad had hit her under the bed and it was fine. Like she was talking to the person on the phone while the invader was in a different part of the house. Yeah. But then the invasion, the person comes into her bedroom and she's like hiding under the bed and the person on the phone, the 911 operator on the phone starts shouting for her like... Little girl, little girl, like, and, you know, is he in the room with you? And I'm like, yes, and he can hear you. Yeah, sound comes out of those things. And I'm like, you know that this girl is hiding from someone who's trying to murder her whole family. And you're like yelling into the phone because she suddenly got super quiet. I'm like, oh, this is bad. And it was exactly the same thing where I was like, oh, they're trying to make us think that only she can hear this. But that's not how sound works. No, sound is pretty simple, really. Yeah, you don't you don't have to figure it out. That is a funny a funny thing that people use. Ratings. While we were watching this movie, I was pretty sure I had found my first zero for the year. Mm. I don't like this movie. Like that's what a zero suggests. It didn't work for me. On a lot of levels, and it ticks a lot of the this movie gets zero boxes around like just not adding anything to the world that I think needs to be added. Mm-hmm. 
But when I think about giving it a zero, there's something in there that makes that feel wrong because there is some level of effort that seems to have been made in this movie. And honestly, I think if the message of the movie had been different, I would have rated this movie much higher because I I think there was some quality acting in there. There were some good special effects. I think Mm -hmm. there were some things that really were done well. There were things that were not, but that's hit, you know, that happens with horror movies. Mm -hmm. But by the end of this movie, when I think about people watching this movie, this movie feels like a movie that's trying to watch the world burn. And that is only adding negativity and problems to the, like, I don't know, cultural zeitgeist. Is that, did I use that term correctly? That's pretty good. And that's where I give those zeros. So I'm super torn on this one. And I guess I am going to give Dashcam one half of a very insincere apology (laughs) and leave it at that. Like, it just... This whole movie bothered me. I'm sad that I spent the time watching it. Yeah. Um, I'm sad that the things that it says uh, said are now in my head. And, oh, to go back to the thing I had mentioned earlier, I'm extra sad thinking that the people commenting in that movie might have been people, like le- her legit fans, like commenting, yeah. like getting to be part of the getting movie. Getting to have a cameo. Because... There were some really horrific things being said and, and like the, it, it just contributes even more to that disengagement and like we all live in our basements and are separate from everyone else and other people aren't real and it's yeah. okay if horrible things happen to them and we can laugh about it because we're just on the internet. Yeah. And I don't know if that's what was actually happening, but now I have that little piece in there and that makes me feel that much grosser about this movie. So, um, apologies to those who participated in making it. Uh, if you end up hearing this review, we know nothing about nothing, but I'm giving it half a point, a thin half a point. I also did not like this movie. It was blurry and confusing. And as we've discussed, there's no character arc. It's Mm -hmm. just all goes from bad to bad. And that's one of the things that bothered me was how disaffected she was with the terrible, scary things happening. Like she'd get really scared and run away. And then she'd be like, man, whatever. You can't get me monster. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's not a appropriate reaction to tentacles coming out of somebody, you know, like, or realistic, like appropriate or realistic. Exactly. That's not how she, that's how she thinks she would behave. Yeah. Yeah. I think, they were trying to, you know, maintain that character throughout the movie. And realistically, even if she didn't ha- grow in any way, she would still let out her real, vulnerable, terrified self instead of backing into bravado the whole way. So, Or she would have ended up dead way earlier. Yeah, that's another option. But overall... I give this one very insincere apology out of five because I feel like it's just a bad movie. It's a a one. Fair enough. Fight the horror of a world gone mad. So my hot political tip this week is less a political tip and more a functioning in the world tip. And I guess it's more of a request than a tip. Okay. Like... I just hope 
that the people who listen, and I know the people who do listen are already, they know this, but I think there might be a few people who listen that we don't know. I really hope that those people choose when faced with disillusionment and frustration with how the world is going, because most people feel that way right now, whatever your political bent is, most people are unhappy with how things are going. I hope regardless of how you think the solutions should be implemented, I really hope that, that everybody listening is working towards solutions instead of taking that mentality of everything is terrible, everything is broken, I give up. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like descend into hedonism and you know the we can go two ways. We can we can go toward the purge or we can go away from the purge. And <laughs> I, I really would like us to go away from the purge because that other direction doesn't fix anything. Like it, it's it, it's an it's a release of emotions, but it doesn't change what's causing the emotions in any way. And it just sends us further down that dark path. And, and I don't know how to explain it in a way to convince people like Annie Hardy that there's a better option, but there is a better option. And I just hope as many people as possible go the other direction. Okay. I agree. We'll help you with fun movies, fun discussions about movies starting next week. Because this one's over now. Otherwise, we would be still having this one. (laughs) So, bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Don't forget to call your elected representatives. Starting this conversation. I don't know. Who's driving this thing? Oh, no, Bear is driving.